Royal Credit Union is your trusted advisor for every age and stage of life. Have a goal to save for college, a vacation, wedding, a down payment on a house, or retirement? Open a 5.15% annual percentage yield 11-month certificate at any Royal office or online at rcu.org slash financialjourneycert. Early withdrawal penalties could reduce earnings and principal. APY accurate as of 2-2-24. Insured by NCUA. Let's talk chaos. The Minnesota Wild dropped 10 goals on the number one Vancouver Canucks, and the top line stays red hot as the team moves within two points of a wild card spot. But is it sustainable? Kirsten and I dive into what's working, what's real, and what's the deal with a tough week ahead for the Minnesota Wild. As always, we're created by New Voice Studios, brought to you by Soda Stick, presented by Talk North, Greenbelt, Jim Beam, Livia, and Royal Credit Union. This is Season 5, Episode 216. If you guys are anything like me, you love shopping, but more importantly, you love shopping for your favorite Minnesota sports apparel. Well, Soda Stick has you covered. They have unique, one-of-a-kind sports apparel that comes out for a limited time. Whether you're a fan of the Timberwolves, Twins, Minnesota Wild, Minnesota Vikings, or just sports in general, Soda Stick has you covered. Don't forget you can toss down Bar Down Beauties at checkout for 15% off all your purchases. And don't forget customized jerseys. At Jim Beam, they know the importance of tradition. Like chanting, let's play hockey prior to the start of each game or playing the state of hockey anthem after a wild win. This season, raise one to your fan family with the bourbon that invites us all to come as friends and leave as family. Jim Beam Bourbon Whiskey, the official bourbon whiskey partner of the Minnesota Wild and XL Energy Center. Drink smart. Jim Beam Kentucky Straight Bourbon Whiskey. 40% alcohol by volume. Copyright 2021. James B. Beam Distilling Company Incorporated. Fairmont, Kentucky. Hello, everybody. What's up? Bar Down Beauties, a late edition Monday evening record because Kirsten, let's get the hats out. There's one hat. There's two hats. There's three hats because there were three hat tricks in today's Minnesota Wild victory over Vancouver. Not only were there three hat tricks, two for the Minnesota Wild with Jules Eric's neck, Kirill Kaprizov, 10 goals, six uh, within the span of five minutes absolute insanity we're not going to harp too much on today's game but because it's so recent so fresh how are you feeling after the coverage of what we just witnessed a 10 to 7 victory over the west number one vancouver canucks well first i didn't get the bring a hat to the podcast <laughs> memo today um, i'm looking around my office and i don't see one so here are my imaginary hats i'm throwing around um, absolute insanity. I was energized. Now the adrenaline has worn off. So now I'm exhausted. But truly, I I don't remember ever, ever, ever in my four years of working for the Wild being there for a game like that. Like today, you go into the third period. We're down like, what was it? 5-2 heading into the third. Five goals scored within the first five minutes. I was shocked Vancouver did not pull their goalie. And yeah. just... Complete change of momentum in that third period. I'm shocked by what I saw, but oh my gosh, it was one of the most fun games I've ever been at. Fun when you're not having to write it. I had a nice little story written up. JT Miller got the hat trick first. He had four points. It was going to be a nice little easy going, easy breezy. Two, uh, two goals on two shots for Vancouver to start the game off. It looked like it was theirs. And granted, Minnesota capitalized. 
four five-on-three man advantages are absolutely insane. Like, you will never see an, another game like that because I don't think that happens. I mean, Kirill said he's never had six points. He had six points tonight. Jules Eriksenek had six points tonight. Again, trying not to harp too much on it, but it was such a statement win, and you're seeing the best of the best from your guys here. I mean, there has not been two line mates. Fun fact, Kirsten. There has not been two line mates that have scored six points each in a game since Wayne Gretzky did it with some guy Sandstrom back in 1993. Fun little fact. Mm-hmm. Um, beyond that, I mean, the power play unit was clicking. You got four points for Boldy, four points for uh, Matt Zuccarello. I just, I'm so happy to see that the good players are doing all the good things finally, because that right there is a recipe for success. You don't need to score 10 on the opponent, though I wish they would score more than they have been lately. But with those guys going, it's obviously the difference maker for Minnesota lately. A million percent. Just you, you can tell and you can feel the difference. And I think even more than just the third period itself for me today, um, with the wild being down, wasn't just all of the goals and offensive surge that they found coming in. I think it was more so they were down, but they didn't count themselves out. And I think more times than not this season, we've seen them count themselves out and just kind of give up. No, it was all gas, no breaks in that third period. The players we need to do well, doing well. I mean, we need everyone to do well, but those you expect to be top caliber night in, night out, they're doing that and then some. And so it's very exciting, especially this is the time of year too. You want to be getting hot and playing really well. I'm so happy it's happening now. Like forget about earlier this season, just right now, just, just take a little breath because it's finally happening. The victory tonight brings the Minnesota wild within two points of the second wild wild card spot. St. Louis losing today earlier today, about the same time. So that is good. And we're going to get into the week ahead, Kirsten, in our next segment, as we usually do and make our bets, but the week ahead is going to be tough. And from here on out, it's going to be tough. Do you think that Minnesota is going to be able to carry this type of play moving forward? Again, penalties aside, but I even go back to the Vegas game last week and how good Minnesota looked, right? I would define those as statement wins. Now I asked John Hines just that post game today saying, Hey, are these two games that you look at as wins saying you guys have this new identity, you have this offensive capability. And he said, no, how do you feel the Minnesota wild are playing or not where they're at? Because in between the Vegas win and the Vancouver win, which again are, are immeasurable. They're so important. You also have very mediocre wins plus an overtime loss to Buffalo. So where do you think the Minnesota wild truly fall? Where is this team? Because the roller coaster of Minnesota sports, the roller coaster of the Minnesota wild continues because I just don't know what to believe. I have always felt this way, but especially right now, I believe the wild perform their best when their backs are up against the wall. I had said it. I, they were not out of a playoff spot. Like it was definitely going to be a climb to get into the wild card position, but it was still possible. And the way that they had been playing a few weeks back, it was not convincing. And it was kind of just like, come on guys, like you are better than this. Let's start showing it to everybody else. So it was more frustrating than anything, but this, we know this is how this wild team can play. And the fact that they've shown up and done it against Vegas, now Vancouver tonight, Slightly surprised just because we're not used to seeing this this year. But like I said, a team that's used to being in the postseason every year, you know, you're not that far behind. You just need to win. Their backs are against the wall and they're like, we know we can do this. And right now they're showing it. 
You said last week in our episode that you did think the Minnesota Wild could gain that ground. Last week when we recorded, they were seven points out. And again, certainly they have. Do you feel vindicated? Do you feel better? You feel convinced that, yes, they actually might be in that playoff contention? I still i am not ready to say it. I've been burned too many times by putting my confidence in this team and other Minnesota Wild teams. But I just, I still don't think they can do it. I still think they miss the playoffs. I'm sorry. I just, I'm there. I definitely feel vindicated. Um yeah, I just, I don't know. I'm not, I, it's still too early to say they have not even clinched, not, I shouldn't say clinched. They're currently not even in a wild card position. They're still on the outside looking in to get into that spot, but it's, it's just really, it's not that out of reach right now for them. And it hasn't been, they just need to continue to just hang in there, be in the mix. And so, you know, I just think the little bit of a frustrating part, not so much like you saying, and I noticed I really said that, like, I'm like coming for you. Like you said, I didn't mean it like that. Let's go. <laughs> the exhaustion setting in. Um, <laughs> no, like you, you're not totally convinced, but, and I'm losing track of where I was going with this. Even this is Monday night. Curse trying to call me out. You're just trying to call me out and you can't complete your thoughts. That's fine. I am. Yeah. That's kind of what's happening right now. I don't know. Like you're not convinced, but like wild fans, I'm just trying to tell you like, yes, maybe don't get your hopes up, but also like it's really not that far out of the question. Like it's not as comical as it was a few weeks back to be like, yeah, it's not happening. And like I said, I do believe the difference maker is now you're looking at how Kirill, Boldy, and Kaprizov are playing. Those three together, yes, they've had stints, but that chemistry has really finally clicked. Now another time for you to be vindicated, Kirsten. You have said, I believe the past two years that Jules Mm -hmm. Eriksenek is a number one center. And I've never been totally against it. I've just kind of been like, I don't know right now, career highs and goals. He's pacing the wild. I believe he's got 28. He might have 29. I haven't even looked at the updated stats from last night. It's either 28 or 29 surpassing the 26 career high. He had set back in 21, 22. Um, But how good does it feel? Jewel coming into his own, certainly outperforming Brock Besser. That's always been the knock on Jewel Erickson is that the Minnesota wild selected him over Minnesota's own Brock Besser, who did get a goal this evening um, and actually has like 30 some goals, I think on the year, but Jewel just gets better and better every game. I feel vindicated. I've been screaming this at the top of my lungs, even when Everson was here, especially last season. I'm like, if we don't have a top line center, if we're if that's the one thing, why are we not giving Jewel a look? Why are we not letting him up there? I've been saying this. I've been preaching it. I mean, Everson did try him up there this season when he was still here in the first half. But it didn't stick. So shout out John Hines. You, I feel like you've listened to me. And just like, look at it. Look at the magic that's been happening. Jewel Erickson Eck, I feel vindicated. I pray to God every single night. Both sides of his pillow are cool. Like, I just <laughs> want the best for him. I hope he feels vindicated. Whatever he's been doing, keep it up. You're not going to ever probably hear this. But I just like, I love you. You're one of my favorite players. Like, you're just amazing. That is the sweetest wish I have ever heard given to somebody. I hope both sides of your pillow are cool during the evening because for me, that's important, but that is the sweetest thing I've ever heard. I'm going to steal that sometime. I don't know who I will bestow that upon, but I think that's one of the best compliments or wishes you could give somebody. I just want the best for him, quite honestly. And he's doing it while he's still pissing others off. Again, you saw tonight him bait players into it. More than anything how angry he makes other players and like the whole like most punchable face in the league. I don't understand it. 
but like I love it. Like I just feel like in a way, like he's so he comes off so misunderstood. Minnesota fans love him, but I don't feel they appreciate him as much as they should. Like, yeah, he just he's he's an all star. He's just deserving of everything. I mean, and the other thing I I do believe I have said this before. Correct me if you think I'm mistaken, but I do think oh, you Zulard's know I will. Neck- I know. I think I've always said, though, he is a top six forward on other teams. Like, no, I don't have a number. He's a top six forward. I didn't say number one center. Top six forward. He's a top you six forward. You said, on would he be a top six forward on any other team other than Minnesota? You have quoted that multiple <laughs> times, even like two weeks back. You've said, questioning, would he be a top six forward on any other team besides Minnesota? No, I think Minnesota? that was Marco Rossi, I said. No. Because he's not. We're gonna have to replay you, the tape. No, I will find. You said this literally two to three weeks ago. I don't know. Yeah, you did. I'm well, telling you right now, you did. Point counterpoint. I think I've no, not been point on... counterpoint. I will find. <laughs> I will take time out of my schedule, which I don't have a lot of, to just show you. You said this. Yeah, literally okay. a couple right. weeks ago. Let's let's go. I know Marco Rossi's not a top six, but I think Marco Rossi's playing well. He gets a goal tonight, deflecting one in. Let's switch sides to the defense. Although, actually, no. You know what? Let's stay on Are the we offense. continuing on Jewel? Because I'm fired up now. I'm awake again. You want to go back to Jewel? I mean, we can. There's I can not talk much about more Jewel to say. all day. <laughs> it's the new teeth he's got, maybe. Does he have new teeth? Fix? He got new teeth heading into this year. I think he might have got him last year. It was when he, he like broke his teeth? jaw I mean, or whatever. they all have yeah. broken teeth. But I yeah, guess he's I got, never realized. He's got a whole mouthful, a new new look i thought that was the beginning of this year um one player that i'm still very unimpressed in and i'm curious as to why john hines hasn't really talked talked about him too much actually there are two players in particular on the offensive side of the puck that i'm very unimpressed with and continue to be unimpressed with freddie goudreau and marcus johansson now i asked john hines the other day at practice specifically about marcus johansson and where he kind of rates him where he's assessed him so far this season and Heinz very quickly was like, I think he's been very effective for us. He's done this and that. Or, and the other thing, I'm like, has he though? Like, let's start with Marcus Johansson. Do you find him? Do you agree with John Heinz and say that he is an effective player? Or are, are you on the side that I'm on where I think you should try to trade him or do something with him? Because it's just, it's not there. Like, it's very frustrating to watch. It's more frustrating for me because I think Marcus Johansson does have a high skill level, right? I think mm-hmm. he can play. We saw glimpses of that last year. You even see glimpses of that this year going back to the washington capitals game i think he had a really good game but for whatever reason some nights he's just kind of there and it's frustrating to watch and i don't know who would replace him necessarily in that top six rotation on that second line but i'm just really really unimpressed with what he's been doing i think you've said it to where we've seen glimpses of what he's capable of last season especially this season we've seen glimpses of it i just i don't know if he's in a rut or what it is, because we know he's capable of more. That's why he's at where he is, especially in the lineup. Um, So I don't know what it is. I wouldn't necessarily say I'm ready to trade him, but yeah, I mean, he's been quiet. Um, Hasn't really done. He's been underperforming lately. Probably a rut. We've seen it with Matt Boldy to start the year too. We've seen a lot of wild players through that, but I mean, yeah, we expect more from him because we know he's capable of it. Right. Well, and that's just it. Like, it's funny because, again, you see those glimpses. You see him particularly, maybe it's a coincidence. It's probably definitely not. He's really good in a contract year when he's up against it and he knows he okay, needs to get extended. but it isn't everybody. <laughs> it's right. Like, it's just kind of, there's there's a little quinky dink there, but just 25 points in 55 games, 17 assists, 8 goals. So I just, I think there's there's more to be desired. You know how they always talk about, like, 
oh, I go hard on you because I believe you can do more. That's why I'm so tough on you. That's what I'm doing with Marcus Johansson. I think there's mm -hmm. another level to him that for some reason he just doesn't want to go to. That was a complete quote from Miracle and her Brooks telling that to uh, Craig. So that's that's kind of fun for me. I didn't mean to do that, but I did. And here we are. The other player, Kirsten, which I believe you would agree with me on, Freddie Goudreau. Now, we love Freddie Hockey, even though he hates the name Freddie Hockey. Freddie Shootout. Yeah, he just Freddie Shootout. That's true, Freddie Shootout. He prefers Freddie Shootout if we were to give him one. Go back Apparently and listen to I was to the only one that ever called him that and asked him about it. He goes, I've never heard that before. Well, so, and why would he? He hasn't, he hasn't done anything in a shootout lately. Now, granted, the Minnesota Wild haven't been to many shootouts, but even when they have, he hasn't been the saving guy. 10 points in 43 games, a minus 13, his shot productions down his, he's down getting demoted to the fourth line or maybe the third line. I don't know which line pairing that is. Cause I can't quite tell with Dewar and Duham. Um, just an all around bad, bad season yet. The faith is still put in him. And that one kind of puzzles me because I get the Dean Evson love, right? Dean and Freddie went way back. So I understood that that was kind of his, his golden child. I don't know that John Hines and Freddie Goudreau will necessarily have that same connection, but I also just don't know what they see in him because he out there is doing absolutely nothing. He brings very, very little to the table. And I know he has been one of the players that has been put on notice since Mason Shaw got recalled because obviously Shaw's a guy that could step in. Jake Lucchini gets his second uh, point with the Minnesota Wild tonight with an assist. He's been playing well. Vinny Letary does his thing. And Freddie just in that bottom six has been an extreme disappointment for me. Yeah, he he's been very unnoticeable and he's another player who especially last season we know he can do more and this year I would I find it very interesting to pull up the statistics from when what his stats were when Dean was a head coach to start this season to where since John Hines has taken over to pull up his stats I'd be interested to see because I don't know if you know maybe there was even like a just like a switch like relationship you know, you, you bring in somebody new and it just kind of mm -hmm. changes things a little bit too. So I would be curious to take a look and try to like analyze that a little bit, but he's somebody you expect more from. And he, quite frankly, I would say probably in the hot seat right now is looking at somebody who might be more expendable than others, just because there are Mason Shaw, other guys called up from Iowa who are gunning for a spot on this team. And just, I feel like a lot of those younger players too, they come up, they're here and they're just looking to make it another day. And so they've got that hunger to them to where it's like, what is it going to be to motivate you to what's going to light a fire under you to get going right. again? Well, and it's funny because just a quick glance, Freddie did not score his first goal or his first point of the year until get ready for it. John Hines's debut game, November wow. 28th against the St. Louis. That was his first goal. One of only three goals. He actually went on a nice little three game point streak there. He had an assist in the next game at Nashville and had an assist in the game against Chicago and then went through another drought. His uh, second goal coming against Vancouver in December and then another one at the end of December against the Winnipeg Jets. And he has not scored since he has one assist since then. And that was on January 15th against the Islanders. So I love, I love that point. Like that's a, that is a curious thing, but yeah, mm -hmm. it's just it, this year. And this mm -hmm. comes after he signed a contract extension, right? Like I think that's, again, it goes to the frustration. Like if you're going to be giving out five year, $10.5 million contracts now, yes, that's not a lot, but the length of it is a lot. You need to be doing something. Prove to us that Billy Guerin was correct in giving you that extension at the end of last year. I mean, five years for a guy, it's just 
for what? He's not doing anything. And you know there's those no moves, and you know there's there are no trades locked in Does there. Does Freddie have one too? I don't remember. Yeah, everybody like literally. Remember, I think there's like five players on this team that have nothing. And again, know, you can I always just ask. Didn't them to remember Freddie having one. We could double check it. I mean, let's I'm always let's it. pull up the receipts. Pull. Let's go back in. Find out. I'm almost positive though, because again, I feel like that's something that Garen has always been quick to hand out. Like, oh, you want Maybe a contract extension? Moving forward, it might be under consideration. He has a 15 team no trade list, so he's got well, a modified doable, no trade that's clause. Still... Yeah. Yeah, you could send. Honestly, him there's teams I would put on a no move list. Like, who's your top I team? You'd put on it to go here. What? Who would be your top team? Um, oof. Let me think for a second here. Just based on the vibes, quite yeah. frankly. Um, San Jose. Okay. The Florida Panthers. Fair. Um, who else would make my list? Those two I, for sure I would not want to play for. I'm going to think about this a little bit longer. Arizona Coyotes, absolutely not. Absolutely not. (laughs) I would go, I'd go St. Louis top of it because I don't want to live in St. Louis. I just don't feel like I would enjoy that city that much. Um, I actually, I know a lot of people always are quick to say like Winnipeg. I've never been to Winnipeg. Put Winnipeg on my no move list. I'm not going there either. Their fans are kind of fun. Like I kind of would love to play in that atmosphere. Like they're a little unhinged. They're passionate guys. Like I don't know. I feel like that would be fun. I wouldn't want Ottawa. No, put all the Canadian teams on my no move list. I'm not playing. Even Toronto, Canada. I love Vancouver. I can't handle their fans. I'd get eaten alive. I'd get eaten alive. No, I'm not going to Canada. Canada, no, no, no. we I saw you, you snap back at me there. about Jewel. So I would be curious at the snapbacks that you would throw at the Canadians when they were coming at you. That'd be kind of funny. I I can't have it because I'm unhinged. Somebody comes for me, I'm gunning for you right back. So <laughs> it's just not a good situation for anyone involved. No Canadian teams. I would. I couldn't handle Philly. I guess if you're going with fans unhinged, the Philly fans I think would make me cry. See. I think I would fit in really well in Philly and I would love to play for torts because the fans are so unhinged in a way that I feel like I would fit in with. Yeah, that's, I don't know. I don't know. Torts calling. I feel you're encouraged to be unhinged when you play for the Flyers. That's true. And I've always talked about how I feel like I'd be an instigator. I'd be an instigator. I would be a defenseman. I think I would just truthfully fit really well in Philly. You'd be like a Nick Delorier, but better. Respectfully, that's fair. But he's you know he's a well-respected guy out there in the league. He's respected, but could be a little better. Who am I talking? I can't even skate. So (laughs) I know you're you're like I would be way better than Nick Delorier on the ice. This is me in my Delulu land. I would be a top pairing defenseman. Obviously. Obviously. Kale me McCarl and my Delulu state of mind, I'd be a top pairing defenseman taking power play one unit, like everything. I would all-star game and nomination just teams. for the vibes. Leading the team in blocked shots, obviously. Well, we absolutely. know you're capable. Absolutely. <laughs> absolutely. Oh, man. I hope Connor Garland's okay after taking that shot to the kneecap today. That oh, looked that's like what it. happened to him? Yeah, that's what it, That's what happened to him. The only thing I think of when I think of Connor Garland, before we go off completely the rails, we'll take a break and we'll reconvene, but 
Connor Garland, every time I hear his name or I see him, all I think about is when Nathan McKinnon chucked his helmet into Connor Garland's face and like the whole like emphasis on his, do you remember that? The jerk back? Like it plays my mind rent free constantly because it's just so funny to me. I don't remember that. Oh, I'll have to send it to you. Look it up. Nathan McKinnon, Connor Garland, and he does. He just hucks this helmet and connor and i think it's because garland has like longer hair and he's kind of small and it was just it's very funny i don't it the reaction was very funny to me uh oh, let's real take, quick i have oh. i want one more team to add to my no moves while i'm thinking Obvious. of it yeah the columbus blue jackets 100 percent. i've heard it's a columbus is a great city a very unappreciated franchise <laughs> yeah they're just kind of in this weird little mess of everything right now it would just yes. It doesn't sound fun to go to at all. Like, I wouldn't appreciate But that's maybe because I lump them in with St. Louis almost, too, right? Like, I just don't like that whole side. Like, the Missouri, Ohio side of things. I don't know. I feel like the vibes are stronger in St. Louis. Yeah, I mean, they have a Stanley Cup to their name, right? It's easy to, uh, to get there. And a good culture down there. Yeah. Let us know who your teams would be for no moves, modified trade clauses, yada, yada. We're going to take a quick break. When we come back... Uh, We're going to talk defense. We're going to look at the wild week ahead and share our favorite hockey moments. Moments. Stay tuned. Bye. Hey, guys. Jesse Pierce. Now, you guys know I have been on my weight loss journey. Thanks to my friends over at Livia for the past couple of months. They have helped me drop 30 pounds and counting, but I have been stuck on this last 10 to 15 pounds. And how frustrating can that be? I'm following the nutritional guide plan that me and my Livia Center in Woodbury have started. One-on-one support has been incredible, but it's hard not to get frustrated when you can't break down some of those biological barriers that make losing weight so hard. Well, guess what? Livia has a new medical weight loss option that will help you get through those barriers. It's going to help push you through the end to your goal weight. I just started with Livia Medical, which includes GLP-1 medications to help support losing weight, uh, eliminating that food noise. Just started that on Thursday, looking forward to move using that moving forward and finding out how it can help accelerate and help eliminate some of the problems that come with weight loss. Couple that with your regular Livia nutritional plan, and it's going to be fantastic. I am so excited to be on this. I'm so excited to see the pounds start to come off, get through some of those frustration levels and be a happier and healthier me. I want you guys to feel that. Visit Livia.com or call 855-GO-LIVIA. Ask them about the Livia medical and check into how you can get involved with your weight loss goals today. Start your weight loss journey the Livia way. All right, guys, we're back. Hopefully you stayed on despite me saying bye. I don't know what that was. Similar to Kirsten, my head's kind of chaotic. I left my car on in the ramp for five hours. You guys, That's the only thing I can think of because I didn't auto start my car. And when I got out of the rink tonight after the game, my car was definitely on. It was definitely very warm. And it's just been that kind of Monday, I guess. I don't know what to say. That's pretty bad. That's so bad. And of course, I don't really know what bad. the gas like. That's so. Somebody could have stolen it too. Because even just if I have, to say you're lucky. No one stole it. Yeah. Because even if I have the fob, I know you can still drive the car away. But if you were to turn it off, you wouldn't be able to start it again. But yeah, just stupid. I don't. I hope your husband is doing the same thing to you. I am. 
Oh, he was very disappointed. He's like, well, there goes a tank of gas. And I was like, well, probably. I don't know how Actually, much is in it. I don't know how much gas your car had. I don't worry you about had. it until it's near empty. Come on, that's no. That's concerning. That's, in the winter, that's it's really It's not that bad. cold out. It has not been Today, that cold out. Two days ago, it was 18 degrees. Yeah, but you only need to worry about I'm it. I'm not your mother. I shouldn't be telling you this. <laughs> I'm the you older, responsible nine one years here. older than me. <laughs> Why am I? Whoa, whoa, what are we throwing numbers out for? What are we throwing the ages out for? We didn't. We didn't do that. You're my older sister, but yet the younger sister is like. <laughs> younger sister is judging. Fine. I'm not letting you borrow any of my clothes anymore. Just Fine. Good. I didn't want to anyway. Good. Um, speaking of people that. No, this is. I'm trying to transition, but I actually don't even have a lot of shit to talk in this week's episode, to be completely oh. honest with you. Right? Like, I haven't been overly disappointed with a lot of people. Shout out to. The lovely fan who mentioned I maybe go too hard on JM slash number four slash John Merrill. Sometimes I do. Sometimes I don't. He's been meh. I mean, great screen today to allow Vancouver their first goal. He has um, been playing better. Overall, he's been playing better. He's been playing better. That leads maybe me to somebody who also really feels like his backup is back is up against the wall and is out there trying to prove himself. He's been doing better, like a, a lot better. You know, we finally shout out to him. Honestly, let well, yeah. I'll give him his flowers right now. Oh, isn't that sweet? I'm how just, much? I'm I'm just a sweetheart tonight. I don't know what it is. <laughs> how much of that is attributed to you think Declan Chisholm? Now remember Minnesota Wild picking up Declan Chisholm off of waivers from Vancouver in his debut. He gets uh gets on the score sheet. I still haven't paid as much attention, and obviously, again, this was just his second game with the Wild, so I didn't watch him at all tonight because I was too busy counting the goals that Minnesota was scoring. Um, but do you think Declan has kind of come up and maybe helped John Merrill a little bit? Not that Dakota Mermis is bad. Dakota Mermis, to me, has always been kind of invisible in a good way, though. Like, he's just kind of a constant. He's a steady. He's a third deeper, and I, I've reminded myself that when I'm criticizing John Merrill, too. Like, how angry am I actually getting at a third-pair defenseman, right? Like, there's no need for that. But I think Declan and, and Merrill, it just there might be something extra there that works. I would say early on, initially, it seems, I think, that there's better chemistry there. I feel like it's a better fit. I feel part of it, too. Like, again, I feel like this episode is just not so much about the un underdogs, but people, like wanting to prove themselves like call yeah. it what you want um chisholm coming off of waivers from winnipeg making an immediate impact it seems with minnesota in the games that he has played which is a small handful as of right now but getting his first nhl career goal the other night um constant in the lineup as of the last few games he i i want to like take a game and actually just like watch him closer but yeah. so far i don't I just think that pairing works better than it did with Marilyn Mermis. Yeah, I am. I'm curious. I, I'm excited to see him continue to grow. And I think you're right. I think John Merrill has been doing better. Now the bar was set very low, so maybe that's being generous, right? I'm just going to throw it out there. I'm it just, just wasn't you're good. You're digging. <laughs> great person. Again, great human being. Adore him. I just want, again, being hard on him because there's better. Maybe. There. That's what we'll go with. <laughs> I can't help it. I, I know can't you can't. Help. I really can't. Uh, you mentioned we picked up Chisholm from Winnipeg. Shift gears. Let's look at the Minnesota Wild week ahead. It is a doozy, you guys. They are in Winnipeg tomorrow. They flew out actually right after the Vancouver game, so they will get in pretty early, get it to rest. It's a normal game time tomorrow in Winnipeg, but obviously the first time that they meet the Jets since the whole drama about 
retaliation and Ryan Hartman, who Ryan Hartman doubled down on Friday when we asked him, he said, I never said that outright directly to Cole Perfetti. Like I never said this is for Kaprizov, which it didn't, it feels weird. He's like, I just wouldn't say it. Um, And then you're admitting fault at that point. Like you're admitting I just but I, I can don't... see Hertzy not saying that either. Like he's a man uh, yeah. of few words, right? No, I'm on I'm on his team. I just yeah. don't see a player really doing that. It Unless is weird because Ryan Reeves and you're like make hockey violent again with a smile on your face. <laughs> like you know, s- s- squaring into that before we get to the wild weekend, since we can focus on Winnipeg a little bit with that game happening tomorrow. Uh, you know, tomorrow? in that conversation, it's tomorrow. No way. The Winnipeg game is tomorrow. Where the heck is it's my in Winnipeg. head at? I don't know. Remember back to back tonight? It's a back to back. Yeah. I just said they flew out after the Vancouver game. So they'll get in there at 630. They're listening. (laughs) (laughs) Saying just saying important things, just keeping us on track here. They're in Winnipeg right now. They probably just they just landed and they played a normal game How do you know they just landed? Because John Hines said that they were gonna get in about six thirty. I don't know. I'm just guessing. It's a like an hour flight. Meh. So, you know, whatever. Uh in that same conversation with Ryan Hartman about going back to Winnipeg, he was like, that's the difference. He's like, it's kind of weird because usually if there is any retaliation, you just take care of it on the ice. Like it doesn't need to continue on afterward. It doesn't need to drag on, which I do think he's right. You know, I, I'm curious to see. There's been so much time, it feels, since that last Winnipeg matchup at the end of December, or the beginning of January, I don't even remember at this point, that I have to imagine it's died down. Now, if Kirill Kaprizov gets hurt in Winnipeg, one more time heads better roll can we put Um, him in bubble wrap i just don't want anything to happen to him like he's really finally really starting to find his stride again can we please just protect him and that's the thing like with the exception of the cross check i mean that first injury that he suffered there that was it was accidental or kind of quirky right he fell wrong it was just the way that they hit and krill kaprizov even said that was a hockey play it is what it is now obviously the Brandon Dillon one, not as great, but that took him out. So it's just like recent history would say you need to be a little extra careful. Now, Winnipeg's probably going to be careful as well, because obviously they want to continue on their role. They're playing really well. They don't want to start falling back into old habits. They don't want to be put in the penalty box. After watching the Minnesota Wild capitalize on power plays tonight, I would try my darndest to not uh, to not get any penalties tomorrow. But do you think that there's still going to be carried over animosity against uh, the Jets tomorrow, given that it seems like it should have been squashed, but it's not. Um, I think there's going to be some. I think it's died down. I agree with that. The fact that it's died down, there's still going to be some. I also think there's a thing to be said about athletes of any sport looking for bulletin board material as added motivation. So I definitely think there's that. Like using what you think Ryan Hartman said as a bulletin board material piece to motivate you heading into tomorrow's matchup. I absolutely think that's a thing. I love that. I forgot about that. I love that bulletin board. What's a bulletin board message for you that you're just like, you know? Oh, I was going to Eric Sinek isn't a number one center. Well, there's that because I'm vindicated <laughs> now, baby. Like I was right. I was I was right. Um it's it's like a Taylor Swift quote. I bury the hatchet, but I keep maps of where I put them. Like, I got receipts. I got names. I forgive, but I don't forget. Like, the squeak that uh, Bodie just had was, like, perfect timing, too. He <laughs> kind of ruined it, quite honestly. Like, he made it a little sweeter than you no, had intended. I didn't want to be sweet. I wanted... <laughs> 
to say what I was thinking. I've become jaded in my life. I've that, I've been saying that. People have made me jaded. Oh boy. This is I I got to lose that hate in your heart. Yeah, I got a list of names and there are people who's are in red underline. Is this another Taylor Swift yeah. quote? Okay. I was like, that feels like something she would say. It's um, really <laughs> So let's look at the wild week ahead. Enemies galore coming up. You've got Winnipeg again tomorrow, Tuesday, or today when you're listening you to it. I have friends now. I got enemies in the words of Post Malone. <laughs> oh, that's a Post Malone. That's a Postie. Used okay. I have friends now. I got enemies. Oh, yeah. You just discovered Post Malone this year, too. I I'm proud of you for that. Postie. So great. Um, you've got back to back this weekend as well. Edmonton on Friday, Seattle Saturday, and then they come back home for Carolina on Tuesday. What are the Minnesota Wild going to go this week, Kirsten, in the four game stretch? So you said Winnipeg. Hold on, I need a, a visual. Okay, I need a visual quick. Okay, I get so you. Carolina Tuesday, Winnipeg tomorrow, Edmonton Friday, and Seattle Saturday. Seattle. And those are back to back, so there's the travel to consider. I think two and two. I think it's just a road stretch in general makes things tough time adjustments you're Mm -hmm. all over the place Edmonton is on a heater like they've Mm -hmm. been good um so it's not even so much that I am worried about the wild just Edmonton has given a lot of team struggles I think Seattle will be winnable I really do Winnipeg I want to say Minnesota is going to have their vengeance against Winnipeg Um, Carolina is going to be 50-50 you know what? No, three and one. Three and three one. And one? I, th- okay. I think the Wild will beat Carolina. I think the only team that they lose to will be Edmonton. Okay. All right. I Mainly because like I'm also not an Edmonton to mean mug Connor McDavid to intimidate him into a loss. So just angry, Kirsten over. I'm not, not angry. angry. <laughs> no, it's not angry. What's the what's the word I'm looking for? Tough or a vigilante almost? Oh, at- that's a Taylor Swift reference. It is. For you. You're welcome. I would, yeah, I'm a vigilante. <laughs> it's for a good cause. It's in the best interest of us. It Minnesota, is. It, it is. Target audience. I think they go three and one, but I think the loss comes to Winnipeg tomorrow. Yeah. Yeah. Why not? Why not? It's going to be tough. It's going to be a tough follow up from tonight, I think. Emotions are going to be high. They're going to be great. Yes, you're getting in again at a normal time. I just, I think they could be Edmonton. I think they could do that. They seem to play well against Edmonton. Can we make sure we bubble wrap Jonas Brodeen? Because I don't want to see Evander Kane hurt him again. You want to bubble wrap. See, a vigilante doesn't want to bubble wrap people, though. You need to arm them is all you need to do, right? Like, you need to arm them with the proper... um, proper attire i don't know if attire or like the proper resources so they don't get hurt but not bubble wrap because that's too cutesy and safe okay yeah i guess <laughs> if we're putting it that way i'm just trying Can to just stick with your theme our guys just sticking like, with your theme sticking with your vibe you know i don't know what my vibe is right now i'm a little all over the place it's a little all over the place i'm, keeping I'm unhinged up, it's kind of fun like, the I game was like unhinged. unhinged kirsten i think we do yeah yeah I think unhinged Kirsten's kind of unhinged in general is kind of fun, right? Like it's there's nothing wrong with unhinged. it. It's a little fun to be unhinged. Uh, speaking of fun, while we wrap up this week's episode, Kirsten, favorite hockey moment of the week. What you got? Today was our next gen game. 
at the Wild Canucks. That was a really fun experience. Um, we had two next gen hosts, uh, Scout, who is 13, and Lyndon, who's 14. Um, it was just super cool getting to meet some younger kids who all of them are involved in theater. Um, so not necessarily saying broadcasting is the route that they like want to go someday, but just being able to kind of share an experience like that with them and show them around and try to show them things that I think I would have been super interested in and just like a once in a lifetime experience almost. Um, it was super cool. It was kind of like getting to see the game again through like younger eyes, as cheesy as that sounds. They were great. They were a lot of fun. I'm realizing being around younger kids makes me feel older than I am. But Jesse's um, nine years older than me, so imagine how old she <laughs> I didn't say it like that. No, you didn't. Exactly. <laughs> um, so but that's my feel-good moment. It was a lot of fun today. Yeah, I love I loved the next gen idea. Like they had everything from in-game arena host, like you had mentioned, to the play-by-play, to the organist, to the intermission guitar playing. Like, mm-hmm. I think when we were kids, at least I didn't, I don't know if you did, Kirsten, I had no idea about all the jobs available in sports, right? Like you think Same. of sports and you think of like maybe sideline reporter and then an athlete or a coach, right? Like you think of those actual things that you see, but there are so many other elements that to put on a game, you know, and it's just kind of fun to see all the kids, plus all the families in attendance and they were treated to one heck of a game. So it was definitely a lot of fun. Also, My favorite moments are talented. I'm just yes. throwing that, like talented. I could not, like you had mentioned, they were theater kids, which I kind of guess because I'm like, they're so comfortable with that like mm-hmm. on-camera presence, right? Like yes. I did not have that as a child. I even in high school, I did not have that, right? I wish I had that ability to just kind of go up there and be as confident as I am now. I just, to see kids like that, man, that's pretty neat. It is. Okay. Get on with your moment. Okay. I'm I'm going to get on with my moment. I want, (laughs) I I want my moment. I didn't mean like get on with it. I meant like the floor is yours. It's fine. Um, Unhinged. Uh, We are my favorite. (laughs) My favorite moment was hockey without limits camp, which went on on Sunday. Uh, That was the camp Matt Dumba started four years ago. Obviously Dumba in Arizona now, but passed it on to Brandon Duhame and Connor Dewar, AKA the Deweys who are out there. Gorgeous day at the Oval. Um, you know me, you know Kirsten too. We love watching the game grow. We love it being introduced to all these different young kids. So it was dynamites, it was sled hockey, it was special hockey, it was blind and deaf. I mean, every different designation, all these different groups were able to go out and enjoy a day outside. Gorgeous day. Um, and I just always love that. And it was great because the Deweys are a lot of fun, right? Like they're having a good time. They both talked about how excited they were to be bestowed that from Mr. Matt Dumba, who I'm sure was thrilled to see it going on. Um, so again, shout out to the wild and shout out to everybody that's a part of that, because it's always nice to see all the kids out there having a good time. I got a lot of fist bumps from kids who thought I had anything to do with it. They're like, Hey, that was great. And I was like, yep, it is great. Thank you. Have a good day. Like I didn't do anything. I'm just, just here. So it was nice. I love that. That and my other personal one. You want to hear my other personal one? Cause it was really special always. to me. Your knee, your injury. It still hurts. I am still on the IR. It continues to be a problem for me. I'm not sure what to do, but no. Um, Marc-Andre Fleury overheard me discussing my knee and my goaltending. And he was like, let me see the pictures. And I was like, okay. And so I had to pull up my Instagram and I showed Marc-Andre uh, me being a goalie is like, it's pretty hard, eh? And I was like, it's it's a little difficult. And I said, you know, I won't be critical of you anymore. And then Philip Gustafson from across the room said, how about me? And I said, well, we'll see. 
I was joking. It was funny. I and then I it. saw Dylan look at me because he knew once upon a time I called Gus a bona fide backup. AHL and goaltender. Was it AHL? It's, you what, said it AHL goaltender. I think I said AHL backup too, though. <laughs> I think you did say AHL backup. It was harsh. Well, sometimes we say things that we have to apologize for later. You did apologize. I've apologized for that since. I'm on a first name basis with him now. I will call him Philip. Do you? You like Philip? Actually, it just kind of rolled off, and I was like, "Oh, you know what? I feel unique calling him something no one else does." That's true. Don't call like calling Brock Faber. Faber was the most uncomfortable moment of my life. Get why that's so uncomfortable? I don't know because usually I would just say Brock like a normal person, and knowing Brock, what I've seen from him. And just his reaction to things I've said. His face probably was. <laughs> um, was I didn't mean that. <laughs> it was he just, just like, his hey, favor. And I'm like, why did expressive. I? Oh, I tried to like say the next words coming out of my mouth so quickly because I was like, hey, favor. Uh, I mean, we're talking blah, blah, blah. Like it just, I was so embarrassed. It was almost probably as bad as. Think it was twice as, about it. No. And it was probably almost as bad as the hey, Sid. Like still to this day. Sid is different. It cringes me. It cringes me. <sighs> oh well thank you guys for tuning in let, again let us know what you think of this week's episode let us know how you think the Minnesota Wild are going to do what nicknames you would call people you know how you want to introduce yourself you want to play off that we love engaging with you guys in our comments good bad or indifferent we like it all you guys are the best shout out to Grain Belt, Royal Credit Union, Livia Talk North, Soda Stick and Jim Beam for all of their support um, and all of you guys as well again go wild big week on tap We'll have breakdowns, previews, and other fun social content coming your way. Until next week, have a good one. Bye.